How y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike the Pig Crumb. Mike, how are you? That's strong. Oh, man, it's more tequila <laughs> forward than whiskey forward. Jesus. Mike started whatever, whatever I am now, once I finish that, I'll be like, I'll be good then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been on a little bit of a, a drink tasting lately. What's been your favorite one so far? Uh, probably the Captain Hook. They're all Disney drinks. As you guys know, you can see behind me, I'm Disney crazy. So somebody uh, sent me like 16 mixed drinks, and each of them are named after a Disney character. This is number six. I've done Queen of Hearts. Captain Hook, uh, Yizma, the Emperor's New Groove uh, villain. Um, I I can't remember how to pronounce her name. I can't believe that. I love that movie. Um, And I've done, uh, I did two other ones. The Queen of Hearts, I don't remember. I have them all marked down. What's up, Prescott? Very, very cool. I'm jealous, man. I, I could use a drink myself. It's I don't typically drink at home outside of Disneyland, but somebody yeah. was like, "Here, bring Disney to you." So now, if you see behind me right there, I just have that whole shelf is just like there's like nine different types of liquor bottles up there, and then I have a couple that I made homemade in my fridge. Homemade liquors or homemade drinks? Homemade liquors, strawberry gin. I infuse some gin with strawberries. I infuse some gin with strawberry uh, with cherries. I made a um, a cherry vodka, and I'm going to make a pomegranate vodka and a black grape vodka. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not a big gin fan myself, but those don't sound too bad. Gin's nasty. It is. It's good in drinks, but on its own. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, Mike, before we get off onto a gin, gin and alcohol tangent, where can we find you on not Twitter, sir? At CD Piglet, letter C, letter D, Piglet. Nice and easy. Of course, no show is complete without the best account manager in the world and conductor of the Jake Ferguson hype train, Mr. Brendan Fergie Smith. Brendan, how are you? I was doing better when Mike had his pinky out when he, when he was drinking. I got my pinky <laughs> out. Always out. But I'm doing great. Uh, where can we find you on X, sir? Or excuse me, not Twitter. You find me at Brendan underscore Smith 26. I am Paul Ryan. You can find me on not Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Well, guys, we are less than a week away from the end of the NFL season. Tonight, we'll talk about some bold comments made by CeeDee Lamb at the Pro Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday is six days away. So, of course, we'll be talking about the big game for you guys. But before we talk about anything football related, we must discuss one thing and one thing only. Of course, I'm referring to Meatless Monday. Mike, what was on the menu today other than than gin? Today was a good day. I'm actually, <laughs> funny thing is I'm on my reset, so I'm not supposed to have alcohol, but I, uh, what's up, Jordan? I am uh, not doing it really liquid-wise. I'm only doing it food-wise because I've had coffee. I have somebody that brings me coffee, and I'm not going to turn down free coffee. And then I've been making my drinks. But food-wise, I've been sticking to my reset of no flour, no caffeine, no sugar, no meat, yada, yada, yada. You guys know the drill if you've listened at all on this thing. Uh, so tonight we had grilled portobellos with olive oil, mashed potatoes and a kale pesto. The kale Ooh. pesto is um, the kale pesto could go on shoes and it would be, it's amazing. <laughs> and um, for breakfast, I had um, a mushroom and spinach omelet with oregano oil. 
oregano oil is good too. It's not kale pesto good, but it's pretty good. So yeah, two good meals today. Mike living up the living up the uh the chef title there lately on the Meatless Mondays. It's it's good to not have to work and have time to prep and cook things. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's get into it, guys. Um, I mentioned that CD Lamb made some uh, bold comments during the Pro Bowl. Mike, I'm curious. What was nope. CD being honest about his comments about start him and with, Dak? Or start with, let's start with Brendan on this one. All right. Well, Brendan, let me ask you. What, what do you think CD was being honest about his comments about him and Dak, or would would and should every player say and think that way? I think it's more just being positive in general because I like. After that type of season, you're gonna, of course, you're gonna always be positive with your quarterback, which you should always be honest with your play- how you think about your players, no matter what. Unless you're like complete, you like think they're like awful, then you know the media will run with it, aka what Stephon Diggs kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, know but it's just all around. It's 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 whatever. That's what you should want after you have your best. Rec- you had your best season of all time by any Cowboys receiver. So like you should just be positive and. Yeah, he was just trying to have fun at the Pro Bowl. So I don't really take much with a grain of salt, what he was saying. Mike, what about you? Anything to add to that? Okay, so he said something positive then. Uh, Then, yeah, I think that's a good thing. Listen, I don't ever watch the Pro Bowl. I have, When I read the show sheet, I was like, I have no idea what this is. And I was like, let's start with Brendan. He'll give me some clues as to what it is. And I know he said something positive. So yeah. I'm going to say that that's good. Well, no, he said that him and Dak were the best wide receiver quarterback duo in the NFL. Also, I was going oh, off his, okay. his entire speech from that's why I was going off of from your show sheet comment. So, gotcha. um, uh, we're about to talk about that with the next question. So, I think, uh, I think that he believes that, and um, and we'll discuss what we believe on the next question. Well, Mike, perfect transition. Well, what do you think? <laughs> Can you think of a better quarterback wide receiver tandem that's better? Or can you think of a better quarterback wide receiver tandem? Give me the quarterback wide receiver tandem that are both all pros. Are there any? Do you count Travis? uh, Is Travis Kelsey a wide receiver or a tight end? Tight end. Okay. Then, I mean, it's got to be Dak Lamb. How could it not? You have Tyreek Hill, but you have Tua, so he's not an all pro. You have Justin Jefferson, who's a badass, but you have – uh, Kirk Cousins, not all pro. Um, I'm trying to go through other ones. I I don't, you know, Lamar Jackson, all pro quarterback. Who's his wide receiver? Certainly not Odell. Zay Flowers, a rookie. So they're yeah. not up there. Um, Hertz and A.J. Brown, not after Hertz, like top of the league in uh, turnovers this year, um, was getting birded up by his, by his tight end in a playoff elimination game. I don't know if I'd have that that high, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I, I got to go with them. They're, they're the two, the only two that are both all pros, a quarterback, all pro and a receiver, all pro. Okay. Let's just shed that, shed the all pro t- title from this year. Like what about uh Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? Do you, would you say they're better? I would say that I would take them. Uh, and it would be more because I think Chase and Lamb are about this, both great equally great yeah. i think joe burrow's better than dak um yeah. although he's injury prone early in his career and they're younger uh well one is obviously joe burrow so i would say that i would take 
that would probably be the ones the one spot the one tandem that I would take over over Dak and CeeDee Lamb. I, I love Chase. I think CeeDee Lamb's a better receiver, but Chase uh-huh. is like right there where I yeah. think Dak is a really great quarterback, but I think Joe Burrow has a chance if healthy to be Mahomes tier. I don't think Dak could get to that level even at his best. I think Joe Burrow at his best could get to that level. Mm. Brendan, what about you? Anything that, that... Uh, well, as long as you're taking Kelsey out of the situation, then it's it's easily Dak. I saw Prescott talking about uh, Al, uh, Allen and Diggs. I don't think so. For the simple fact, if you if your connection is like this, like what we're talking about, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, we're talking about Dak and Ceedee Lamb. You find ways to get the player the ball. I had Stephon Diggs in fantasy. He was my first overall pick. He didn't do jack squat in like half the games. But if the connection was so great, you got to find the ball, and they didn't. And then you always see Stephon Diggs complaining. So, and Allen's a turnover machine. Like, yeah, I know Dak had one bad year, but like Allen, Allen, that's Allen every year. Every year, Allen's the top of the league in turnovers. Like every year, and so you know, you 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 have to. I get that this year, you know, Dan Orlovsky can go through every pick and and excuse everyone the same way we did with Dak last year. And that's fair. But every year, every year you're up there, that's that's too far in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it's Dak. It's Dak and Lamb. It's there that was pretty special this year. Absolutely. Well, we know that Mike, we know that Mike didn't watch the Pro Bowl. I assume he didn't watch any of the events. What about you, Brendan? Do you did you watch any of the Pro Bowl events or the game? I watched highlights. It's that's not what my like. I had stuff going on, so I wasn't like gonna like preface the Pro Bowl over it. But it wasn't bad. CD Lamb popped off, which is always fun to see, and the skills showdown was kind of fun. But yeah, I like how they have the, the skill. What is the skills showdown? What is that? They have like different games, like uh, the NFC one dodgeball. I remember CD Lamb got crap. I completely forgot who he got out, but I remember he won that one. They don't throw footballs at him, right? No, no, oh, it's, do- it's dodgeball. It's dodgeball. Okay, with the red dodgeball. Okay, good. We, oh we found out that Mike has never played dodgeball in his life, guys. I, I, used to be, I used to be elite at dodgeball. I'm talking like would never get eliminated. I was great up until like the eighth grade. They have this one event where it's like the sinners are trying to hit targets. That look kind of cool. I, I like how they're adding different events just uh, to make it a little bit. Are you talking about the long snapper one? Yeah, the long snapper. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Kel- Kelsey sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know. I know that uh, Jalen Hurts had a hard time, but it, it sounded like him and Baker Mayfield were competing for the for the uh, victory or the, not the title, but seeing who was the best that who who, who was uh, number one at that competition. Is that right? Oh, you're talking about yeah, for the QB. Dude, the NFC bringing in those three quarterbacks is I know Dak declined it, so like that's all good. That's depressing. You bring in Baker Mayfield, Geno Smith, and Jalen Hurts. And then we also had Gardner Minshew on the AFC side. Like that is atrocious. Yeah, I can't believe that CJ Stroud didn't win that. Dude, he looked good. Stroud looked good. Yeah, no surprise there. CJ Stroud's a beast. Man. Yeah, we won't get into him, but he's he's a special special player. Uh, do you like the Pro Bowl being before the Super Bowl, Brendan? I I think yeah, because like no one like for most like for legit ninety five percent of the league like they don't care like their team's not in it. It's like oh it's whatever, 
and so they'll watch whatever their favorite place. This will be our last time seeing C.D. Lamb until August. We'll see like half of a pro bowl game or whatever total. So it's like that. I like I like it. It gives you like a little downtime since there is already is like a bye week before the Super yeah. Bowl. But eh. I actually preferred it when it was after the Super Bowl, just because it kind of gave us that last little taste of football. You know, after the Super Bowl, now it's just all said and done. So I, I kind of looked forward to the Pro Bowl. It's flag football, though. Like I, I, it's if I see that after the Super Bowl, I'm like I just saw two teams fight out to the death for the World Championship, and then I just see, oh look, Stephon Diggs going deep. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So, Mike, are you excited for the Super Bowl? Not really. I, I don't. I don't hate. I guess I don't. I don't like Niners because they're a rival, but I don't yeah. hate them because. Like my friends, a lot of my friends here in California are all Niner fans and like they've waited so long to to win a Super Bowl. I'm not going to root for them because I don't want them to get the sixth. But, you know, I don't hate them. And I don't I don't dislike like I like Patrick Mahomes. I, I like like greatness like that. I turned against Brady because early on it was his defenses and then there was all the cheating stuff. And I was kind of like, people are overblowing Brady. And then he became great. And I was like, damn, this guy, no, this guy's is great. Like it turned around. And I feel like Patrick Mahomes is just great. So uh, I'll root for him to win, but I, I don't really care for this Super Bowl. It's, I don't have anybody I'm rooting for like that. Like if Cincinnati was there and it was Joe Burrow, I would be rooting for them to win, you know? But I'm not, yeah. I'm not rooting for Kansas City and I'm definitely not going to root for the Niners. I got you. What about you, Brendan? Um, I I don't care nearly as much. We're getting like a repeat of 2020, uh-huh. and so and all that. So it's whatever. I when as soon as Dallas lost, I'm, I'm a Baltimore fan because it's just I don't really care about any other team. <laughs> I was like, if Baltimore wins, that's whatever, that's fine. But uh, some uh, Chiefs are boring because they're the new they're the new Patriots. So like it's like it's yeah. whatever. They're always gonna be there. And then I San Fran's fans don't deserve happiness. So I. I will always root against them, but. So it sounds like you're not looking necessarily looking forward to the game, but are you looking more looking forward to commercials or the snacks for the Super Bowl? Dude, snacks! You get pizza and wings, dude. Like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm, I'm sure Mike's gonna have a whole entire face. He's gonna have to share a picture. Mike, what about you? Commercials or snacks? Food is my number one. Then commercials. Then the game. Then this year's halftime show doesn't really get me. Uh, yeah, food definitely. Yeah. I typically make some kind of menu for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I love the food. It's uh, the halftime show. It's Usher and Taylor Swift. Is that right, or is it just Usher and? Uh, it's, it's Usher and I know else, Usher. Right? I have no idea. I I would assume Taylor Swift makes way too much money to do something free for the. No, uh, that's what I. I just remember that I got that confused because there was a like big. Uh, discussion about like taylor swift she's having a performance in japan and like is she gonna make it in time to be at the super bowl for to you know to root on travis kelsey and um and the kansas city chiefs so that my mind went to that for some reason i figure little john will be there usher you know they'll have that the the probably have um ludicrous come out for that you know that's their big that one song yeah are you a fan of usher and his music huge fan huge fan of usher i just don't He's got some notes. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool when it was my when it was Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg. That was cool. Yeah, Michael Jackson's yeah. the all time goat halftime performance. I loved that. 
I'm not really Madonna, you know, was cool. Prince was cool, but I, for most, most of them, I, I don't, I'm not really into the halftime shows. Brennan, what about you? Do you know any Usher songs? Are you a fan of Usher? That's not my type of music. <laughs> no, no, no R and B for you, huh? No, not really. I'm a lot more rock. I got you. Uh, so, Brennan, I'm curious. Which team has the better storyline? Is it Kansas City and Mahomes? You know, being being in the Super Bowl again. And of course, we know that he was been to. I guess it's six straight AFC uh, title games. And, and Taylor Swift, of course, kind of taking over the Chiefs the Chiefs uh, season this year. Or is it San Francisco and and Brock Purdy? It's not San Francisco. This is the easiest the NFC has ever been, ever. That's why we were all saying, oh, this would be the best time the Dallas to get to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. So, no, the the biggest thing, the Chiefs barely made the playoffs. Like, they did not look great going into the playoffs. And then it's like, oh, well, Mahomes has never won on the road in the, in the playoffs because he never had to. He wins back-to-back games and wins the AFC Championship game. And he can win his third at age 28. Are you joking me? Like, that's insane. It's got to be Chiefs. Mike, anything out of that one? I'm assuming you agree. Brendan Brendan nailed it. Yeah, I'd have to agree there. I wouldn't mind, though. I I don't know how – if any quarterback who was last picked in the draft or any player who was last the last pick of the draft has ever made it to a Super Bowl or won a Super Bowl, but I kind of find that interesting. His team is so so loaded. (laughs) All right, Mike, if Mahomes wins this game, will, will he be a top three quarterback of all time? Yeah, I'd probably say yes. Brady, Montana, him. That'd, that'd yeah. probably be the, the three. That's what I was thinking, too. How about you, Brendan? I, I think if you, like, picture what he's going to be towards the end of his career with the Super Bowl win, yes. But I still, like, like he is 28 with if he, with his third Super Bowl win. That's still that's awesome. I don't want to see his longevity because, if anything, his career could be cut short. Hope, like, no, knock on wood, not because we're watching the best we've ever seen. But, no, he easily has a chance of getting that. Easy. It's crazy to think he could win. He could break Brady's Super Bowl record of seven. I mean, this guy could easily make eight, nine. I wouldn't be surprised. Imagine his winning team's Super not Bowl. even that good. The last two years, his team's not even that good, and they're winning. I know, dude. It's ridiculous, man. It's, it's insane, really. What what he's doing? I, I just I've never seen a. Oh, I guess I mean I saw Brady, but Mahomes is even different than Brady in my eyes. Yeah, because the first three for Brady were about his defense. They were about Belichick and him not messing it up and Adam Vinatieri. Like, these are Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That That is what the key is to them winning. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Um, imagine we, we learned tomorrow, Dallas trades away CeeDee Lamp, and we're all like, oh, we're like, oh, this is bad. This is awful. And then the week Dallas makes a Super Bowl. That's what the Chiefs did last year. They trade away Tyree Killer. Like, oh, no, our deep threat. Everything's gone. And they won. They traded the best receiver in football, and they won the Super Bowl, and they're back in the bowl. Like I, yeah, pretty insane. Uh, I don't know how you feel about Kelsey, Brendan, but if Kelsey wins another ring, will he be the best tight end of all time? No, no. Mm. I Gronk was dominant for as long as he was with that. So I Gronk's up there. I, my brain wants to say Jason Witten just because I love him so much, but no. But oh, God, Tony, no, don't. but I, I, I know this is me being a homer, with, uh, but no, but Tony Gonzalez, God, was phenomenal. I got Ozzy Newsom back, uh, back then with Kellen Winslow as well. I, he'll be up there probably top three, top five, but nah, not number one. 
Mike, what about you? What do you think? If Kelsey wins, is he the GOAT? He tops Shannon Sharp, but I think a case would still be made for Gronk. It would be between those two for number one. It would be – I would listen to either argument. So they would be the the 1A, 1B um, That's fair. If, if he won this year. I think they'd be the, the top two. I'm curious. Where do you have Shannon Sharp on that list? Third. He's, I, I think he's one of the most underrated players of all time. He he was there on his Super Bowl teams. Like, he was there, like, there was Terrell Davis, and then the number one receiving weapon was Shannon Sharp, even above Rod Smith, McCaffrey. And then in the Ravens, he was their only receiving weapon. Like, he was it. And he helped both teams could run the ball. He wasn't known as a blocker, but he had to do something right because those teams both, led by running the ball and going to their tight end. And then defense obviously was their top thing, but like he's basically a championship Mark Andrews, you know, yeah. like uh he was not in a prolific offense, but he always seemed to be a big time player. So I for me I have um I would have Gronk Kelsey, Gronk right now, Kelsey's right there if they win and then Shannon Sharp would be right after that. And then obviously the the uh, Tony Gonzalez would be after that. And then somewhere really close in that area would be Witten too. Gates. You know, I didn't really get to watch a lot of Shannon Sharp play, but, you know, I didn't obviously I didn't know him personally. I don't really know his personality. But when you hear about how he played football, it's kind of surprising to see his personality as like a media person. You know, he's superstar there as well. Yeah, he is. I don't really I, – I won't watch the other show he was on, and I don't much watch the one he's on now. But uh, but I have seen some Club Shay Shay. I watched the Cat Williams and stuff, and he he seems like a really funny guy. And I've seen some clips. He um he seems pretty awesome at that job. And to be able to put up with the the douchebag he was with for so long, yeah. like say what you will, I'm not a Stephen A. Smith fan, but the other piece of garbage will like call you names and like shit on you, like like um uh, call Chris Bosh a girl's name when he because he wasn't like elite of the elite when he was scoring 20 points and 10 rebounds every game like he was clearly an all-star great player one of the yeah. top players in the league and you're calling him like he's a girl's name or like like no dude you, you ain't all you ain't that you're you're like i wish people would ignore him that's the guy i wish would go away forever i can deal with Stephen a smith because i never yeah. he gets out of pocket sometimes with his laughing at players and stuff like that but like he's never called somebody out their name like that. That's that's too much. Like the stuff he did that 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 piece of trash did to Troy Aikman to set him mm-hmm. up to make him look, to like say he was gay. Spread that rumor. Yeah. Yeah. Not nothing wrong with that. I don't care if he was. You know, he could be. That's great. But it's not somebody's point to like set up that story and then you source it yourself. Like 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 it's a real thing that you didn't just fucking make up. Like. That guy's a trash bag. I wish he was off the air completely. And there's a reason that he's stuck on Fox, and that's the only thing you can get on. Yeah. Just you know, talking about Chris Bosch, man. He was he, his days with the Toronto were nasty, dude. He was nasty, man. It was great, and then he went to, to to Miami and had to relegate himself from a number one All Star player to a number three, and did a lot to 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 do did a lot for that team. And like to to call him like a girl's name and stuff like like no dude that ain't, that ain't part of it that's not part of the job. 
I've debate. never heard that story, but I'm, I'm glad that I, but I'm glad that I didn't. Yeah, did me, dude. When I heard that's about when I said I'm, I barely watched, but at that point is the time when I blocked. Was like I'm yeah. just not paying attention to any, no clips, nothing. Yeah. So on the other sideline, of course, is Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. Mike, how much does Shanahan need to win for his legacy? Need to win this game? Yeah, everything. Everything is right now. He's that like elite. Like he might be like Peyton Manning before he won. Like he's that right. great, and he just and it's not just that he doesn't win, but like he gags it away. Like typically, it's because of his. Part, it's it's like they lose due to him more than anything else, and so that is um, that's a big issue. He needs he needs to win. What do you think, Brendan? Well, we talk about how elite he is, but then the twenty eight to three. I know that everyone talks about it forever and ever, and they should because that's a historic collapse that we'll probably never see again. But like, you can't get over the hump. It's kind of like well. First off, Dan Marino is the uh, is the best player of all time to never win a bowl, uh, Super Bowl. You're kind of just like in that tier of coaching. Like you're a phenomenal coach. Your coaching tree has been insane. You brought every team you've had to the Super Bowl. Well, uh, not everything, but to like the playoffs and all that. So like you've had that, and you can't do anything. You haven't got over the hump. I don't want them to win, but he needs it bad. And also, if you can beat Andy Reid and Mahomes in the Super Bowl, that's also pretty nice. To put on your little record book. Yeah, it's it's yeah. crazy because like if Dan Marino won one Super Bowl, he'd be talked about in the top three. He he was at, he was probably the best thrower of the football ever, but he never got the win. And I feel like Shanahan's the same way. Like Shanahan might be better than Andy Reid as like a setup, but he can never get. He he reminds me of Andy Reid in Philly, where he yeah, just yeah. couldn't get over that hump. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I think a lot of people forget about Andy Reid in Philly, and he went to like four straight NFC title games with Donovan McNabb, but never really got the respect there. Uh, do, when you look at uh, records and appearances, Brendan, do, do those mean anything to you, or is it just all about wins? It's all about winning. Like, I if Dallas went to the bowl and lost, I'd just be heartbroken. Like, oh, you you went there. That doesn't get you anything. You get the you get the NFC Championship trophy. Like, good for you. But then you just get a you just get a worst draft pick, and you don't get anything to show for it. Like mm, it's all fair. about wins. I don't want to pick. I don't want pick thirty-one. No one cares about like Haha, you lost, and that's all that happens. Don't even care about the NFC title, huh? No, not really. Fair. How about what about you, Mike? Do, do appearances and records mean anything to you, or is it all about wins as well? No, uh, overall, it's all about wins. Because right now, I I could tell you we won five Super Bowls, but I can't. I know we're one of the highest NFC championship winners, but I don't. I couldn't tell you how many because nobody right, cares. Right. I like this year, if we played San Francisco in the NFC title and lost, I would be happy. Like we did, we got to our max. We went up another game, we improved. And for that season, I'd be like, all right, another step forward. But overall, it's who cares if you didn't win it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, a lot of people think about those Bills teams, and you know, of course, all they can think about is going to the Super Bowl four times, but they have nothing to show for it. So, yeah, I have to agree with you guys. You, we've talked a lot about the San Francisco on this podcast this year. Talked about how the, they're a loaded team. Are they the better team, Mike? By a, a massive amount, by a yeah. gigantic amount. They they are su- clearly superior roster. Like by, and uh, like it wouldn't even be fair on Madden. Because you can't 
you can't factor in Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes enough on Madden to make up the difference of how much better the rock. Like the Chiefs defense has been better all year, and the Niners still have a way better defense. Like there's no Warner. There's Greenlaw and Bolton maybe are similar, but there's no Warren. The Chiefs, Chris Jones, the, the Niners probably have better defensive tackles. Now, Chiefs have the best one, but Niners yeah. have like a rotation of three, and they have a Nick Bosa. They have they, – they're just – they are they have Ward. Like, they're loaded, and that's just the defense, let alone Debo, Christian McCaffrey, Ayuk, Kittle. Like, they're, they're, they're not even in the same realm roster-wise. Just one of them has a last pick of the draft quarterback – and one of them has maybe the greatest of all time. Like that's why. And and Andy Reid is is Shanahan plus great in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Brennan, if the 49ers had Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, how many Super Bowls would they win? Oh, sweet Lord. <laughs> how fair. Um so say that out loud. We're talking about like, you know where we're talking about like, we don't want them to get their six, like we're tied. Brother, that conversation would have happened like what four years ago, five years ago? Oh gosh. That many all pros for Mahomes to throw to oh sweet God. That'd be an insane duo, man. Kyle Shanahan and Patrick Mahomes, dude. With McCaffrey at running back, yeah. Kittle. Yeah. I obviously with that roster, but my goodness, man. That'd be nasty. Their, their defense this year is like a regular Niners defense. Like not even an elite one. They're just like a what Niners are on a regular year. Like and look at what Mahomes is doing with no weapons, no no great offensive line, like nothing. You give them that defense every year, plus like two, three, four amazing receiving weapons and Christian McCaffrey, like it would be unfair. It would be better than Golden State Warriors when they got Durant, like way better. I'm surprised you're so down on the Kansas City defense. They've got some guys, man. No, no, they they're that's what I'm saying, like. They're great this year. Their de- their yeah. defense is great this year, but it's like a basic Niners defense. Like what Chiefs are this year, Niners are every year defensively. Yeah. Like that's what they do. Chiefs right. are normally great offensively, but you can score 30 on them any game. Now this year they're like a Niners defense. Well, imagine if he just regularly had that. This year's Kansas City or better consistently and five or six better weapons on offense. Yeah. Well, we can't talk about we, we can't talk about Mahomes without, of course, talking about Andy Reid with another Super Bowl victory. Where would he put him on the all-time coaching list, Mike? Uh, he'd probably be just outside the top three. I think Belichick, Walsh, Lombardi are your top three, and he would kind of jump up over the Bill Parcells. The um, mm. uh, what was the other one I was thinking? Um. There was another one, and now I I didn't write it down because I was like, oh, I'll remember that. And now I can't remember it. But he would be in that that fourth range, right in there. I think he would jump that. I think he would jump to the top of the second tier, or he'd be bottom of the first tier. He would leap over Belichick. That's interesting. What about you, Brendan? No, no, not Belichick. Parcells. Oh, oh, Parcells. Okay, I'm sorry. Belichick's one. Oh, oh, I'm about about to say, gotcha. I'm gonna say well, I thought you said out. Belichick, and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." <laughs> no, Belich- Belichick, Lombardi, and Walsh are tier one. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know why I thought you said that. Okay, yeah, that I would have like a huge timeout here. Like Andy Reid's <laughs> been phenomenal, but don't. 
Um, no, I have to agree with Mike. He's that's four range sounds right. It could mainly he couldn't win at all before Mahomes, and now they're dominating. Like we gotta think all you we're talking about McNabb, and then you're talking about Alex Smith. They're like, ah, they're, we're doing something here, but you end up losing. And then here comes Mahomes, and it's just like God tier football. Yeah, those Super Bowls really do make a difference for for your legacy, man. They really oh, do. Easy. Because, I mean, you go into four straight NFC title games with Donovan McNabb, who's a good quarterback, but that's like nothing to sneeze at in my eyes. Just imagine if Jimmy would have stayed. If Jimmy and Jerry didn't battle, God, they'd have probably won six. and They'd have probably been a Tampa Bay-level dynasty in the, in those 90s. You mean New England? You mean New England? Or? Yeah, the, the the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady dynasty. What did yeah. I say? You, you said, said Tampa. Tampa Bay. What? <laughs> oh, Brady... I forgot Brady went to Tampa Bay. Sorry. No worries. I was confused. That that's the alcohol kicking in for sure. Yeah, it had to be. It has to be that. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Brennan, I don't know where you stand on on running backs, but of course Christian McCaffrey is easily the best one in the league. Is he a Super Bowl one away from being a first ballot Hall of Famer, or is he already there? I I don't think I I don't think he's at Hall of Fame yet. I gotta see longevity. Like he, mm-hmm. whatever he's playing. He's one of the best running backs we've ever seen in NFL, like Marshall Falk, like. But people are already trying to compare him to like Emmett and stuff. Like, bro, Emmett played for a long, a long time. Like, you gotta wait. But talent wise, I I would say yes. But I need to see more longevity and just have a healthier career. Mike, what about you? I know you're not a big fan of running backs per se. First, first ballot. I think would be tough, but it would if he wins a Super Bowl, he's a guarantee. I would guarantee his Hall of Fame. Because yeah. he had, he was one of those thousand thousand guys. He was a big stat guy. He did a lot. So if he won a Super Bowl, it would cement him, I think, for the Hall of Fame. But I think Brendan's right. If it's going to be first ballot, he needs like say two more years of big production and then playoff success. He doesn't have to win the Super Bowl, but just doing stuff, you know, the big moments in a big game type of thing. But I think a Super Bowl win would like some okay, he's a Hall of Famer. He's done, he has the stats. Now he's won the Super Bowl. He'll be like a Terrell Davis type. And then if he gets the longevity, then he can battle for that first ballot. What if he wins Super Bowl and also the Super Bowl MVP? Would that make a big, big enough difference? I don't think he'd be first ballot yet. Like he retired afterwards. Like after he won it, he retired. I don't know if he'd be first mm. ballot. But he would, he's sense. definitely winning. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Brendan, you mentioned the path to the Super Bowl this year was the, was the easiest that it's been in a long time. Will this be Brock Purdy's first and last Super Bowl appearance, you think? No. San Fran's – they are consistently dominant. I, yeah. will, will this be his best chance to win? Other than facing Mahomes? Most likely. Because you have Green Bay coming up. Hopefully we'll do something, but I, I have – no idea. Don't you know, put like, us in there. No, I, I said hopefully. That's why I said <laughs> that's what the biggest word here. But uh, you have Green Bay coming up. You have Detroit. You have all these other teams. I So easiest for him to win, yeah, but no. As long as he stays with San Fran, he'll, he'll go to another. Yeah, they were saying that if he wins this game that he'll be, you know, signing a big, pretty big money contract. I'm not sure what yeah. you guys think about that, but I, – I mean, he's done what you wanted, but like I still don't think that much of him because all the weapons and him having Shanahan. Would you would you sign Brock Purdy to a big money contract if you won the Super Bowl, Mike, or would you just let him go and try to, you know, draft another guy? 
Shan, uh, uh, Kyle Shannon's already shown he can make it with quarterbacks like Jimmy G. So I would uh, I would trade him, uh, get draft assets, and then work to your to your next guy. Unless Kyle Shannon came to me and was like, "No, this guy's different. Like he's legit. It's not me. It's him." Then I'd be like, "Oh, okay. You know, maybe I'll consider." But there's just so many like there's so many times it's like damn like he got lucky that that wasn't like i feel like he's lost games on throws and the defense just hadn't took advantage of it too many times to where i'm like oh this dude's the guy like they could have easily lost to detroit if detroit you know came up with the plays that purdy allowed him to have yeah would you rather have brock purdy or russell wilson brock purdy Russell Wilson's washed. He Brandon, washed. what about you? Uh, it's it's Brock Birdie. I've talked to him just for the, uh, yeah, just for leadership in the locker room guy alone, Brock Purdy, because players like Brock Purdy. At least his teammates like him. Nobody, no, no teammates rarely have anything nice to say about Russell Wilson. So, yeah, yeah I'm with you guys there. Uh, Mike, I know you said you won't be actively rooting for anybody. How about you, Mike? Uh, Brendan, will you be actively actively rooting for the for the Chiefs, or are you just hoping for a good game? I will in a perfect world they both lose somehow, but no, but <laughs> <A> not tie. <laughs> tie in the Super Bowl. But uh, now I'll root for the Chiefs because I just really don't want San Fran to win. Me too. I'll, I will root for the Chiefs. I got you. I think you said you weren't you weren't rooting for the Chiefs. You just you know because yeah, I, I can't root for the Niners because they're gonna get their six. Yeah. I just I don't care if Niners won. I wouldn't be like oh, I'd be like oh, at least my friend Muhammad and. Mod and and Mikey and them got to see a Super Bowl, you know, so that's cool. But I will root for the Chiefs. I don't want Niners getting the sixth ahead of us. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Who will win this game, Brendan? Uh, Chiefs. I think the Mahomes, Andy Reid duo. That's just too dominant in the playoffs. I mean, we've seen it. They came in barely, just like crawling into the playoffs, and now they're just dominant again. Yeah, Mike. How about you? At some point. Like the team has to matter, right? At some point, the 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 Kansas City is gonna face somebody that's just like, look, Mahomes is great, but we just can't match what this other team just has. Too much more talent. Maybe I'm absolutely nuts picking against Pat Patrick Mahomes. I'm probably an idiot. They're probably Ooh. just gonna win by twenty points. But oh wow, okay, I, I wouldn't go that know. far. I just think that that San Francisco's their teams is so much better. You would think like their defense isn't crap. Like they should be able to get some stops. And I don't see why the Niners offense with so many weapons can't score 27 points. You know, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm underrating Kansas city's defense too. So I don't know. This is a coin flip game. I'm going to pick the Niners because their team is so much better. If you were still a gambler, would you be betting anything on this game? Hell no. No way. Depending on, I mean, if they gave me really good odds one way or the other, if they, like, gave me a ton of odds to bet, like, Patrick Mahomes, then it's like, well, yeah, it's worth the bet. Look at the odds I'm getting. Of course I'm Or if they were like, it's Patrick Mahomes, no way Niners win. I'm going to give you great odds on the, on the Niners. I'm like, well, Niners team is so good. I'll just drop, if I'm going to get those odds, but at the odds that they'll probably be at, because this is a very 50-50 Super Bowl, I'm not going near this one. All right, over under 50 points total, Mike. 
under. Both defenses are very good. Mm. What about you, Bernie? You think that the you think the point total will be fifty at when it's all said and done? No, I say under. Interesting. Man, I don't know. Two two really good defenses, two really good offenses, and we know that. And the uh, Super Bowl, man, the refs don't like to to slow the game down. They don't make as many calls, so I think it's going to be a high scoring affair. Could be. Andy Reid's amazing off a bye week, so that 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 is the one thing I hate picking against Andy Reid off a of bye week. Yeah. All right, Mike, here we are with your views from the sidelines. We've got a couple of questions tonight. And, of course, we know that the Cowboys uh, lose Dan Quinn and Joe Witt. How will Dallas's defense change schematically with the losses of Quinn and Witt? The, the, the problem is I don't know the coordinator. So I'm not sure. Like, they could still, like, surprise us all and hire Al Harris. And then oh, okay. I don't know what would change because he's never schemed up a defense. I know that if you bring in a, a Rivera, they're probably going to get bigger in their front seven. If you bring in a Zimmerman, um, they will probably um, play more at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but in, unless I know the DC, I don't know the changes that will come. You know, they'll probably, I would be surprised if they played as many safeties regularly, like constantly. And I'd be surprised if they played as much nickel constantly. I got you. Well, we know that uh, the Cowboys have been linked to both Ron Rivera and um, Mike Zimmer. Uh, what would you like and dislike about Ron Rivera being the new DC, Mike? Uh, Rivera, I would like his emphasis on the front seven and run stopping. Uh, he puts a big emphasis on linebacker play and on defensive tackles, which we do not. So that would be a positive because our other elements are so good. Our corners yeah, are yeah, so yeah. good. Our safeties are very deep and there should there should be no reason that Malik Hooker, Donovan Wilson, uh, Wanye Thomas, Marquise Bell, possibly Israel McQuamu. Like, they should have a good rotation of safeties. Their corners are beasts. Their top two are all pros. And they have great pass rushers in Tank and Micah. So if you got a guy that in that was like, hey, you got to beef up D-tackle and linebacker, that would bring our defense overall to be beasts. As far as dislike, he just hadn't been around. Like the last time he was defensive coordinator, I think it was 14 years ago. Does he know, you know, how to stop modern offenses? This ain't the same anymore. You can't just put eight in the box to stop the run. Like teams will pass all over you. So I don't, I haven't seen that enough. He's been a head coach so long. I don't, I I haven't seen what his changes would be to his, uh, to, to match the modern offense. All right, and what would you like and dislike about Mike Zimmer being the new DC? Uh, I would, I would really like Zimmer. I like his temperament. Um, I have some of his stuff here. I like um, he puts importance on run uh, uh, defense as well. Um, he's very good versus Shanahan offenses. He has a, he's That's a nice. top ten efficiency versus Shanahan offenses. Um, he adjusts his schemes yearly, so in his time off, he will adjust to what offenses are doing. Um, and I think his scheme fits the personnel. They have Overshone, uh, Clark, and Parsons could all play the the mug double gaps, which is nice. Donovan Wilson fits that up, uh, playing at the um, in the box safety and and the ability to blitz safety. Uh, you know, if they bring back Jordan Lewis, he would be work as a nickel guy that blitzes. Um, so I like the way the personnel fits with Zimmer. As far as dislikes, I don't have many. Uh, you know, he's he's just always 
been a guy that's been a good defensive guy. Even as a head coach, he's adjusted. He's changed. Uh Um, He's won Super Bowls uh, as Quinn had back in the 90s. He was all, it was never really a defensive problem in Minnesota. So I don't, um, I don't have issues with Zim. I think he'd be a good hire. And I think, I think Ron Rivera could be a good hire depending on, you know, what they do in free agency. I think Zimmer right now with his personnel would be a good hire. What, I mean, of course, obviously you like Zimmer more, but would you be excited about either one of these hires? I mean, would you be excited to see Rivera, Rivera in here? Not excited, but I, I think a lot of people would dump on it because it's easy to dump on it. And I think Ron Rivera would be fine. He's not being a head coach anymore. He's being a DC. Would he be elite? No, but I think he could give you what Dan Quinn did. He would be Ooh. that level, a good, competent defensive coordinator. Um, I think Zimmer could uh, could could be really good. I would be pretty excited about Zimmer. I've always been a Zimmer guy. I wanted Zimmer to be our head coach. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan oh, okay. of uh, Zimmer. Back back in the day, this is back Dave Campo days. I was mad that they picked yeah. Campo and Wade Phillips and let Zimmer get away. You know, I, I I'm I like Zimmer. I think he's a damn good coach. So Brendan, forgive me for not having a Brendan's bashing this week, man. I couldn't think of anything, dude. So no, I, you, I, I oh, did hold you're good. having that on the sheet. You're good. Um, all right, Brendan, sure or false? I won't be mad if Brock Purdy wins. You say I won't be mad? Yeah. Oh no, that's false. I, that's false. <laughs> just because he's a Niner, obviously. Yeah, all the people just say, oh, he's so great. I'm like, is he? I, he hasn't proven anything to me. That's fair. Mike? False. True or false? Six, yeah. six titles, man. I, I don't want them getting six, so I'd be upset. Nothing against him, like not personally to him, but I don't want them winning. See that thing that's where I messed up because when I wrote this question, like the way I answered it is just thinking about Brock Purdy winning one, and that that doesn't bother me. But yeah, seeing the Niners, you know, get all have all the glory that that would annoy the crap out of me. So I went true. If Brock Purdy wins, I won't be annoyed. But I didn't think about him being a Niner somehow, some way. So yeah, y'all, y'all can uh, y'all can leave the show. Y'all can ban me from the show if you want for for having true there. It's uh, one be. word. <laughs> one word, Mike. Getting to see Patriots dynasty and now the Chiefs dynasty is blank. Irritating. Yeah, because, you know, it just you see how they do it. And like most of the teams that win, we just don't follow that formula, you know, and it and it it's such a bummer. And it's a bummer for Tony Romo and Dak, because as the even Jerry said, we'll go as far as Dak takes us. Well, yeah, because you don't want the blame on you. You're the person that's been losing for 30 years. So, yeah, of course, you're going to put it on your quarterback like, yeah. And that's what happens. It all goes to the quarterback because that's what media does. Then that gets to Twitter, and that's what Twitter does. Right, and right. and so, yeah, I'm irritated because this team, the way they draft and the way they hit on quarterbacks that were cheap and, and young at the time, they should have won multiple titles in this time, but their GM was bad. And so he didn't do what you had to do in free agency like other teams did. And uh, and so, yeah, it'd be irritating to see that. Brendan, what about you? Getting to see Patriots dynasty and now the Chiefs dynasty is blank. I like I put boring. I that's oh, my okay, first. That's good. Well, yeah, like the reason why I say it's boring is because the first off, it's, it's not us. So like we're not being able to all the happiness and all. But it's, it's this like besides their teams are being built great. It's the same formula. Oh, we have a generational slash best coach of all time, and then you just find the the best arguable quarterback of all time. The Patriots had, of course, Tom and Bill Belichick, which 
everyone could argue, are they the best of all time at each position? And then now we're doing the same thing with Andy Reid and then Patrick Mahomes. Like, like you can have great players, but like this, it just goes to show how much coaching matters. That's why I've been like pleading for like a year and a half on Twitter. Fair, fair, fair. For me, yeah, Mikey took the words out of my mouth. I was trying to think of one, but it's pretty simple. It is irritating. You know, we'll look back and we'll say, man, it was, you know, we we won't ever get to see players like that probably again, like runs like that for teams, like, you know, thinking about the Patriots and Chiefs. But so, you know, just to to be part of it, to witness it is kind of cool. But at the end of the day, it is irritating because it's not the Cowboys, man. And it could, you know, the Cowboys should have, you know, Roma should have at least one ring. You could argue that that Dak should have at least one ring. When you put it that way, it, it makes it even more irritating. Yep, agreed. All right, so, uh, you know, the world was kind of taken by storm with, with the loss of one of the greater characters. You might might know him from Mandalorian. Of course, everybody knows him from Rocky. Um, and where I know him from personally is Happy Gilmore. The late, great Carl's Weathers has uh, is, is no longer with us. So tonight we will dedicate our top five to our favorite uh, fictional sports characters, and we can pick a character from a movie, a TV show, a video game, a book. Mike, start us off with number five. Just like to say, the only reason Apollo Creed did not make my list is I had 17 people for this top five. It was hard. I can't believe that, man. I'd like and to see so all those names. What a dude, I had like people that didn't make it were like Nigel Gruff from Replacements, a uh, Gordon Bombay, um, Shooter McGavin, oh, wow. Willie yeah. Mays Hayes. Uh, Rick Wild Thing Vaughn did not make it. Like, he didn't make it? He didn't make it because this oh, is wow. why. I'm going to tell okay. you why. The way I, the only way I could do it is I couldn't have two people from one movie. So I had oh, to okay. say if I took one person from a movie, that was that character for that movie. And even if you thought Rick Vaughn should go over your other person, like Rick Vaughn probably would have gone over my fifth person. But I wasn't going to have two people from a movie. And that's why Apollo Creed doesn't make it. Because as you can imagine, somebody else is going to be in my top five. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Number five for me is Billy Hoyle, which eliminated Sidney Dean. And both were great. Only one of them got to sleep with Rosie Perez. <laughs> Such a good and one, dude. So, you know, and, and of course, uh, he reminded me of me. Because when I played, I was the big, goofy white guy. And nobody took me seriously. And then I would dime a behind the pack pass. Um, that pass that he throws for the uh, for the winner, where he like that was one of my passes. Like it was such a perfect pass, and I was like, "That's me. That's my pass." <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I love Billy Hoyle. So he made it over Sidney Dean um, for that reason. He, he's he's great, man. He hustled everybody. He was awesome. White men can't jump. One of the greatest sports movies of all time. Brendan, number five on your list, sir. Yeah, really. I like I made jokes earlier before the podcast. This should all just be, you know, Adam Sandler. But I had I had to put number five, Happy Gilmore. And I put Ann Chubbs because it's that coaching was phenomenal. But pinpoint lines, him getting so pissed off doing putt putt. I've been there wanting to break like wanting to break something when he you know punches the nose off the clown. It's phenomenal. Him sending the ball to the moon every time it also is rage. Who's the old guy he fought? Bob Barker. Yeah, Bob yeah. Barker, yeah. Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> that was so – no, it, it's just so iconic. I That was one of the earliest movies I watched as a kid. It's so great. 
Yeah, so uh, no, yeah, great, great one there, Brendan. I, he almost made my list as well, but number five on my list, got to go with Jackie Moon from Semi-Pro. Part owner, part player, full lunatic, such a fantastic movie, but his character in that is, is so, so great. All the characters in that movie are just so, so great. It is. It's great. That's great. That was, you know, that, uh, that, that we were, me and my friend Muhammad were at the filming of that. We are, we're not seen on camera, but we're in the movie in the crowd for semi-pro. That's really freaking cool. Yeah. That's, that was, that was a cool uh, thing, but the only problem is we got to see the ending of the movie. We were in Uh, the ending that we saw, literally saw them film the ending of the movie. We're like, this is cool, but it kind of sucks because we just saw what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. That does kind of suck. Uh, number four on my list, Benny the Jet Rodriguez from The Sandlot. The guy beats the beats the beast. He has the cool shoes. He's the best player on the field. Nice guy. Just I love The Sandlot. Man, I remember when I got to watch that with my little sister for her first time, and I'm like, this is like a big bro moment for me. And she really liked the movie, too, so it made it that much more cool. But, yeah, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, man, I- iconic character. Uh, so number four on your list. Makes this one so tough is we're gonna have so many different in our five. We we could have fifteen different people legitimately. Yeah, Matt with a with a <laughs> awesome wine from from Semi Pro. <laughs> Woody Harrelson's so good in that movie too, dude. He is. All right, Brendan. Sorry, number four on your list. I put Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights. Wait, did you do yeah, your first or last? Yeah, I did. Paul, did the you do Rodriguez. your four? Yeah, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, the Sandlot. What was five? Jackie Moon, semi-pro. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you go, all, baby. you go, you good over there? That's yeah, the I don't know baby. how. I don't know. I didn't. I only had the one drink. I have like fifteen of those. I don't know what the hell that's about. I no, guess it, after four years, you probably tuned me out by now most of the time, Mike. No, you know what? I started talking about myself being in the movie and forgot about it. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm a big shot. I was in the movie and totally forgot like a jackass. <laughs> Ricky Bobby, such a such a good one, man. I remember seeing that movie in theaters and how unbelievably funny that movie was. Or that now, was so it Ricky stupid. Bobby or Kyle Norton? No, that's Ricky Bobby. Okay, yeah. It's Ricky. Uh, he's screaming that he's on fire. <laughs> Don't let the, the outtakes. My, don't let the invisible fire burn my friend. I like that too. Help the me, Tom. Help me, Tom Cruise. So good, <laughs> oh God! All right, Mike. Number four on your list. Number four on my list. All right, let's see if you guys know who this is. Harry Doyle. Harry Doyle. Harry Doyle. Man, the name Doyle rings a bell, but it is Harry Bob Euchre's character, the announcer in Major League. I had to pick oh, okay. one character from that movie, and by far, he is the star of that. I love Wild Thing Vaughn. I love Pedro Serrano. I love Willie Mays Hayes. I love Tom Berenger's character, Jake Jake, um, the catcher. Uh, but know. Harry Doyle is he makes the movie. His anno- his announcing from when they're when. <laughs> When they're trash and he's drinking through the whole thing all the way through to where they win. And then in the second one where he comes out and he's he's ready for a World Series and they go to the shit and he's back in the he he is the absolute star of that movie. I, I love him in that. He he's amazing. I'll have to watch the big league, man. I haven't seen that in so long. So no, the, that character doesn't ring a bell, but I do remember uh, the the other characters. So yeah, I'll have to watch that, man. I, I do remember that being pretty funny. Mike, number three on your list. 
Number three on my list. Let's see if you guys know this one. Jimmy Dugan. Man, again, that name rings the bell, but no, I can't. I can't. Right, here, I'll give you the hint. I especially like that move in the seventh inning where you scratched your balls for an hour. <laughs> A league of their own. Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks. Yeah. He is brilliant. From the minute you see him come in to take a a piss for like five minutes, all the way, he doesn't try. He's awful. And and then he ends up, he's a great manager once he like wakes up and realizes, you know, it's worth doing the job. But he doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to manage girls because he's an old school, you know, player. And uh, everybody knows there's no crying in baseball. Like, it's (laughs) yeah. He's one of my all-time favorite characters in movies, period. I'm sure a lot of people don't even think about Tom Hanks being in that movie. Yeah, I know. And I I at first thought Gina Davis. But then when I went over it, you know, I was going through, I was like, no, Jimmy Dugan's the better better character. And, like, he's the – he's so good. I love that movie. Mike, number three on your list, sir. Oh, look at who's drinking. Oh, nope. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Brendan, number three on your list, sir. <laughs> All am I the water, only, man. <laughs> am I the only sober one here? What's going on here? You better no, be. Totally you better be, youngster. <laughs> <laughs> now, mine's Bobby Boucher. Easy. Ah, the water Legend. boy. Like, how? First off, like, I play linebacker, so I see him. Seeing him bulldoze people, it was just so funny. Hear him scream, and then just the biggest dude on his ass. And it's just so, it's perfect. Also, Mike, another Adam Sandler. Yeah. I couldn't put yeah. him on. I couldn't put him on mine because of the whole uh, Parsons wearing it, and then we lost and everything. So I just um, tried to block him out. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, Mike, you'll appreciate this one. Number three on my list: Frank Dukes, Bloodsport. Yes. Oh my God, that he should have been in my top five. I, I was surprised. I'm like, I think Mike might actually have this guy up there, but. Frank Duke oh, yeah. should have been in my top five. That's like that. John Claude Van Damme's like my. That's my guy right there. Uh, Ain't nobody see. putting radio. <laughs> if we're doing Cuba Gooden Jr., we're gonna put Jerry Maguire. Obviously. Dude, I, every time I think of radio, I immediately think of uh, Tropic Thunder and um, you know yes. never never going full R word. Yeah, I mean, can you, you can't say it now, but yeah, that was one of the funniest. Uh, Dude, if we're doing Cuba Gooden Jr., it's going to be Jerry Maguire, dude. Oh, Show me real. the money. Yeah. Rod All right, number two, on, number two on my list, Daniel LaRusso, a.k.a. the Karate Kid. He was in my top ten. Mm. Many, if you watch that movie, you, you try doing that crane kick, whatever you want to call it, you know, for, for months, probably years, practicing that with, with your friends. Iconic movie, iconic character. If you uh, watch Cobra Kai... If you watch Cobra Kai, oh, Johnny Cobra Lawrence Kai, becomes your favorite. Yeah, he Johnny does. Lawrence is just a terrible human being. It's so great. He's so so funny. All right, Brendan, number two on your list, sir. Uh, actually, you've already, you said this earlier, but I I just had to hire my list because it was my actual childhood. It's Benny the Jet Rodriguez from Sandlot. Hey, like, I I do I watch Sandlot so much as a kid. So much. My mom had a DVD player. One of the only things I watched other than Star Wars going to but to see him just nail the crap out of the ball over the fence and then of course him getting away from the beast, aka the dog. That's Man, just put on the PF flyers, sir. 
I don't know how you do it. I would fall face flat and just give him running those shoes. No, that thing was crazy. That chasing the him and the beast, dude, is iconic, bro. Are we are we meant to all have the same number one? I think we're all See, about to have the, the same the number funny, one. The funny thing is, is right now the Jets gotta be the number one overall because it's the only one we've doubled up on. You guys both have them. Everything else, we're all uh we're all different. I think number one's about to be all the same, though. I got a pretty strong feeling. I don't think so. Mike, number two on your list. Number two on my list. You guys, it's funny because you guys aren't you didn't know my other two. You're definitely not gonna know this one. Do you know who Alvin Mack is? Again, know the name, but can't can't think of who. He is my plain and simple, my favorite player ever from a sports movie. He is the middle linebacker from the movie The Program. One oh, of the okay. best character he destroys the one that talks crap and destroys everyone, but he doesn't take his education seriously. And then somebody takes him out at the knee and he gets injured and he's done playing football and he ends up in the hospital. Like I I don't have anything now. Like I didn't, he didn't try in school. He was going to be the first overall pick. Like he was the best player in college football. He was going to be the first pick overall, make tons of money. And then they took his knee, uh, a player took his knee out, but he was just great because he would, he would make up stuff and start yelling at the quarterback. And like, I remember uh, one time he was telling the quarterback how he, um, how he was going to make him his cellmate. And, uh, you know, I can't <laughs> yeah. say the stuff that he said yeah, yeah, because yeah. It's later our movie, but right. man, it's, that literally is my favorite character of, of any that actually played the players. He's the best all time. In my opinion, never heard of that movie. I'll have to check that out. You have to Alvin Mack. And he's played in other, like he was in Necessary Roughness. He played the receiver that can't catch. And I think he was in another football movie. He played something else. But yeah, it's just crazy to, he's like one of those privileged, gets paid uh, college players. People take the test for him. Greatest player in college. And then, man, he his scenes are worth just looking up. His, his scenes where he's on the football field, it's awesome. Oh, okay. I'll have to remember that. All right, Mike, number one on your list. Rocky Balboa. Ah, the Yeah, Rocky. And that's the only reason Apollo Creed wasn't on. It was the last pick. I was going through trying to get my five, picking one from every movie. And I was like, well, I got to go Rocky over. I think Apollo Creed's better in the movies they're both in. But then Rocky has Rocky Balboa, where he does the whole line to his son. And then he's in Creed as the manager. And I just yeah. think the overall of the movies, he gets put over the top. Otherwise, Apollo Creed's probably second. Like, I, mm. I think Apollo, one of the greatest characters ever. He's just so good. He, he And Carl Weathers, late great Carl Weathers, only him, only he could have played. Because you had to be an athlete and an actor to play that character the way he did. And it was it was incredible. So I'm bummed he didn't make the list, but I, I had to do it in a certain way. So Rocky's my number one. You know, I should have known better, but I was thinking about this all day, and I'm like, I feel like Mike might have Rudy on his top five. Rudy was seventh. Mm, okay. All right, Brendan, number one on your list, sir. Like I said, I, we're all going to have the same. It's Rocky. Like there's no way you do, if you don't, Paul. Like there's gonna be a whole conversation. But like I've it's never, Rocky. I've never seen Rocky. What? What? Nope, never seen Rocky. Ha! 
How is that a dude? He's 20! And he had him as his top. Yeah, I don't How know. How have you not seen? Okay, first of all, the first. I've seen parts of it. Like, I've seen probably most of it, but I've just never seen it all. The first two Rockies are two of the greatest movies ever made. Forget yeah. sports. Those movies are be the first two are not even about sports. They're, they're yeah. beyond that. It right. becomes a sports movie from three all the way through the creeds. There are more sports movies. You must watch the first two Rocky. If nothing else, the first two Rockies are are just they're just movies that are great. They're why they're why Stallone is different than Jean Claude Van Damme, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're what he can do that separates him from them. John McClane, right, right. Bruce Willis. You got to see the first two Rockies. I don't care if you watch them all. You should, but you must watch the first two. So I should watch. Should I wait till my son's older and watch this with him, or just watch them by myself? Both. Watch them now, and you'll want to watch them again when you watch them with your son. Your okay. list is kind of invalid. You like you don't have Rocky. Wow, like your list okay. Is, it, it, he's that is. I'm 43. He's 20, and we both have the same number one. And Apollo Creed would That's probably fair. be number two on mine because I'm old. You're gonna hate my number one though. It's Ricky Bobby Talladega Nights. No, that's, that's not. Well, I love Ricky Bobby. I think he was ninth in mine. Like he, yeah. he's elite. But my God, man, this list just turned. I don't even care about the list anymore. This is more egregious than Red Baron being on your top five pizzas. We have Bro. just leveled up. It is impossible <laughs> that you have not seen Rocky, and there is no excuse. For the the person half our age has seen Rocky. I am. I am. Yeah, uh, were those movies that you watched with your dad, Brendan? Did you? Did your dad like make a point to watch uh, those with you? Dude, my dad just made me watch everything eighties. In all, See? Uh, he has a, a good reason. I drive an old truck. A son. You now have a son. My dad never watched Rocky. That that your son will need to see Rocky. Period. Well, he will watch. Rocky. Wait, do you not listen to Eye of the Tiger at all? Of course. I mean, I, you know, every time I hear that song, I think of Rocky. Like I said, I've seen parts of the movie. I've just never seen it from beginning to end. Have you seen the Creed movies? I saw the first Creed. But it didn't, like, how did it hit? Like, it couldn't have been, like, the same. It didn't. It, it didn't. It didn't hit. I mean, it was, I was like, this is a good movie, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't, it didn't mean as much to me as probably... You were Brendan did. Look, skip the fifth Rocky, but watch one through four, six. And then if you want to watch the Creed, there the, the, the first Creed is good if you watched the other Rockies because yeah. they do more of the relationship. It's not just about the fighting. They kind of mm -hmm. make it like the first two Rockies, but you gotta watch man, you gotta watch the first two Rockies. Like is Rocky at, Five where he does the street fight? Yeah, Rocky Five is not very good. I I I love Rocky movies, but Five is not. Five Five you can skip. It's not great. It's three with Mr. T and four with Hulk Hogan, or am I? Three is Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. Four mm, okay. is Ivan Drago. I thought that was and two. That's that's another reason. Like you can't watch Creed two because 
you'll be like, okay, who's this guy? And it, like Creed Two is Ivan Drago's son is who right. Adonis Creed fights. Like they, these aren't just sports movies. Dude. I'm telling you, the first three, three, four, six, and the Creeds are sports movies. The first two Rockies are just absolutely special, great movies that are that are that are also boxing movies, but they're great you. movies. Well, I will definitely add that to the list. I'm trying to watch more movies that I haven't seen, so I've uh, I've got a nice little list on uh, Hulu right now. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is ne- next on the list. So that's a wild movie. I that's watched it on great, the plane. I that's a great movie. You could skip it for Rocky. Watch it. Watch it at some point because Tarantino is one of the greatest ever. But um, no, but, but there's yeah, some classics like, that I need to put watch. Rocky to the front. Is Rocky streaming anywhere? Do you know, Mike? Mm, I think Paramount should have it. I'm going to check oh. right now because I want you to watch it. But you get in the show. It's good. I'm CD Piglet. Let her see. Let her D Piglet. <laughs> Mike is as irritated as ever. Brendan, I'm sure you might hate me too. But before I get uh, banned from the show, where can we find you on not Twitter? Honestly, it's fine. I'm gonna be the, it's the first time I'm going to be the one who's not getting bullied. It feels... Feels nice. <laughs> you can find me at Brendan underscore Smith 26. It's on like everything. Max, <laughs> HBO Max has it. Hulu has it. And Prime has it for free. Okay, cool. Well, guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you joining us. And I might see you guys next week. <laughs> bully him. Get online. Paul underscore Ryan 15 and bully him into 